Lord, we thank You for this day. Lord, we thank You for the beauty and the glory of it. God, we thank You, Lord God, for You have shown us, Father Lord God, what whatever struggles, whatever trials, whatever hardships that we go through just in this world, Father Lord God, even with nature itself, Father. Lord, if we just hold on and hope for a better day, God, we see a better day always come. God, we thank You for that, Lord God. You're just reminding us, Lord. God, that without the, the snow, Lord God, and without the enrichment, Lord God, that waters the earth, Lord God, God, that's what brings the beautiful buttercups we'll see and the other flowers in just a couple of weeks, Father. God, so help us, Lord God, to know, Lord God, that, God, You're in control of all things. Help us to just trust You and wait upon You, Father. God, for the many requests spoken and those who remain silent, Lord God, we bring them to You as well. But God, in the midst of our praise, Father, help us to believe in the power of our own prayer. Help us to believe, Father, Lord God, in the power of collective prayer. Help us to know, Lord God, that we can bear one another's burdens. And God, we can not only do that, but we can also bring them to You as well. God, and I pray today for those that are here, Lord God, that God, their hearts will be enlightened today. God, I pray for those that are here today, God, and, and God, they're going to hear some news, Lord God, today that, God, it won't set well, Father, with their own lives. And God, I pray today, Lord God, that you would help them, Lord God, God, to just accept, accept the fact, Lord God, God, that although the news might not set well, you also offer a way of escape. You offer also, Lord God, a plan, Father. God, and I pray today for all that's said and done that we might bring you praise. God, we bring you honor and glory. For Lord, it's not about coming together. God, it's about lifting you up and being in that audience of one. In thy name we do pray. And amen. Pay very close attention to this about a four-minute video clip that I want you to see this morning. It's a man who is giving his testimony, and he represents the story of Nicodemus. Pay very close to every word. 613. I had 613 rules to follow. Can you imagine that? Can, can, can you even understand how many that is? And, and, and I, I knew every one of them, and I followed them, mostly. There I am, sitting across from Jesus. And he looks at me and says, Nicodemus, it's not about the rules. I'm, I'm paraphrasing him, but essentially that's what he's saying. It's, it's not about the rules. Not about the rules. Look at this from, from my perspective. Um, I'd seen him come in the day before and, and, and he had turned the temple upside down. This is the place, mind you, that, that I'd spent my life preserving. So you can imagine how much I wanted to have a talk with him in a secluded place at nighttime. How would you feel if someone, someone said to you, someone you respected, they tell you that, 
Everything that you'd dedicated your life to had missed the mark completely. You're a fool. That's how you feel. So, I said something to him. One rule that seems too good to be true. Because it was. Believe he's the Messiah. Believe he's the one that was promised. He said it. like He just glazed over it like it was some simple thing. And then went on talking about good and evil and and I'm thinking, wait, go back, go back to where you took what was so complicated and made it not complicated. My whole life was in those complications. My, my religion was in those complications. Making sure to follow the details of the law. I made sure that every T was crossed. I thought that is what was going to save me. 613 laws. I was wrong. It was love that saved me. For God so loved. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Romans in the third chapter. Tenth verse. As it is written, there is none righteous... No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of their way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues, and they have used deceit. And the poison of asp is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness? Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their way. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that all things, soever the law saith, it saith unto them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped. And all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteous of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon them all them that believe 
for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set for to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time His righteousness that ye might be just and the justifier of Him which believeth in Jesus. Stop reading right there. We're going to get back to our video clip in a little bit. I want to bring out some points upon that, but this is a scripture that we feel laid heavy upon our hearts today. It came upon me some time ago, but God knew that right now this would be the very time to bring this message that He wants. You know why? Because God knew that you were going to be here today as well. I come and on my way to church, I pray that people will have a mind to come to God's house. God knows it's going to be God's house. So it's for you today. It's for us all. Keep that in mind. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a simple question. Anyone here ever get a speeding ticket? Just be honest now. Some of you I know about. I've got a few of them. And you know what we've said? Guess what we've said when the authority came to the window? And he said, what? License and registration, please. You know what you said? I'll tell you what I said. I said, officer. I don't believe I was speeding. I don't believe I was speeding. Surely not me. My car has big numbers. And I don't believe that it would have let me speed. We try to get out of it. It's not me. I couldn't have been doing You know what I'm saying. You did it too, didn't you? You know what he said? The radar gun tells a different story. What he said is, you have been caught, and now there is a penalty to pay. A person of authority came, and when the blue lights come on, and I saw them in the rear view mirror, I knew that I was defensive. I knew that there was nothing I could do now. But tell me something. This is how the law is, is it not? If you caught, there is a penalty to pay. And this is the consequence of the law. And do you know the law has been that way throughout the Old Testament all the way through? All the way through, the Scripture tells us if you break God's law, there is a penalty to pay. In the Old Testament, the man Nicodemus, and I'll refer to him maybe a little later, but he was 613 laws that I tried to keep them. 
But yet if you offend one law and break one of those laws, you've broken them all. And yet we today as people, everyone, we want to live as though we don't break law. We don't break God's law. We don't break man's law. We try to live and we think that's good enough. Because he tells us in here, there is none that doeth good. There is none righteous. No, not one. I want to share, and if you want to hold your place there or whatever, that's okay, but I want to share with you about three places today that goes into this in detail that it means that when it says in the Scripture there in Romans that there is none righteous, no, not one, you know what that means? That means no one is innocent. We all stand guilty before God. No good things, no best, no what have you. But you know what? We've heard it. You've heard it. There are people like this man I read about in Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 10. And two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not like other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not so much as lift up his eyes into heaven, but smote his breast saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. You see, the The Pharisee represents many people today. God knew. God knew that there would be people today when you talk to them about God and His love and salvation and the remedy for sin. God knew that there would be people that say, well, I'm going to tell you something. I know about so-and-so who goes over to so-and-so church and they do this and they do that and they act this way and they act that way. You know, basically comparing yourself or themselves to others. That's what the Pharisee was doing. That's what the Pharisee, well, I don't, I'm, and I thank you, especially God, that I'm not like this publican. Points him out. So often we want to tell God why we should get into His heaven because we're not like bad people. So often we want to let God know, well, I'm not like those people, those church, some of those church people. You should see how they live. I'm going to tell you something. We have an appointment called death. And after this appointment, death, there's a judgment that you'll stand at. And my friend, I want to tell you something. If you're that type of person who thinks that you don't need uh, this church's salvation or that church's way of living or this or that because you can, you act better than those people do, God's going to say, I didn't put you up as a guide against them. I put myself up as a guide for you to follow after. You want to follow after somebody else? You're going to fall because they will fall. None of us are perfect. But I put myself up. And if you want to follow after me, you'll come and live like me. 
But aren't there people today that way? Are there not people today that live just like... Because if you try to ask them to come to church, the very first thing they do is they talk, Oh, I know somebody. And if they're a Christian, I don't see how they could be a Christian. I don't see how they could be a follower of God. How they? But I'm going to tell you something. Do you know the Bible says not everyone that says Lord, Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Okay? But I would just hate for you to realize that, to think that that's what you're going to base your life, your eternity. Because if you're basing your life on it, I'm going to tell you something. It's like a vapor that appears for a little time. Right? Psalmist David says it, it's soon cut off. How godless, how long we live. But you base your life upon, I know somebody, and you pull up somebody, you can always pull up somebody. You want to you wanna pull up a bad banker? You can pull one up. You want to pull up a bad preacher? You can pull one up. You want to pull up a bad whatever? You can pull one up. But when you stand before God, you won't be pulling anybody up. It'll be you and you alone. But yet, people want to live their life because they know somebody. Just like this Pharisee, a religious leader. I know somebody that's like that. What about another one? Huh? Over in the book of Mark, 10th chapter, verse 17. Let's go to that one. These are just points because uh, they're all messages in themselves, but we're, we don't want to stand that long today. In the book of Mark, we, we read here about a man who, who wants to... Uh, by pointing the finger at somebody else, you're not bringing the fingers back to you. You know that, like the Pharisee? By pointing at somebody else's faults, you're trying to cover up your own. And that's why it says, there's none righteous. No, not one. That's what people were doing there in Rome. And Paul was writing to them about. Now, what about this man? There was a the young man in the book of Mark in the 10th chapter. In verse 17, and it says this. And when he was gone forth from the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked of him, Good master, what, my, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and thy mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all of these have I kept and I have observed from my youth up. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Even when we make a fool of ourselves, Jesus still loves us, by the way, here. Even when we get so caught up in ourselves, he knows us better than you know yourself. Jesus is going to love you in spite of you. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad your spouses love you sometimes in spite of you? Huh? Aren't you glad your brothers and sisters in Christ loves you sometimes in spite of what you do sometimes? Huh? We ought not to hide them in a high, keep them in a high center that we won't walk ourselves. Well, Jesus just, you know, that's where, I, you know, I just see this in my mind. Jesus, okay, you're just one crazy character here, man. I love you. 
You don't have sense as you think you do. And Jesus is letting you know that. This is what Jesus said. One thing thou lackest, go thy way and sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor that thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and he went away, grieved, for he had great possessions. Why was he sad at that? Why was he sad at that? He said he told Jesus that he had kept all the commandments from his youth up. And Jesus told him something to do, and he broke the very first one. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Don't have any, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. And God was, Jesus Christ was letting him see right here. You said you've kept them all from your youth up. And I'm letting you know you broke the very first one. You broke the very first one. Jesus exposed the fact that he's breaking the commandment. And he said, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. But yet, what did this man, he had what his wealth was as a god. And he had that in the way of Jesus. Think about how close some people are to Jesus today. So close that this man was literally speaking to him. But yet he was so far away. A lot of people today live their lives like that. They live their lives thinking that they're close to Jesus because they do good. They keep all the commandments. I couldn't do that. 600 I couldn't do that. There's no way I could do that. By the way, you know, in research and study, uh, you find out that all of these Pharisees, they were religious leaders there, the Jews, and and some of the Pharisees, uh, uh, they chose some of these laws that were maybe a little lighter so people would follow them, you know? They weren't quite as difficult to follow. You can get a good following when you, something is a little light, not so much difficult for us to accept. A hard pill to swallow. May I tell you today, friends, Jesus Christ didn't come to tickle your ear. He didn't come to inspire you. He come to die for you. When you realize that, when you realize just like this, it's not how good of a life you live. Because you think you can do it on your own. Oh, how many times I talk to people about coming to church. Wonderful, wonderful people. But they don't feel they need church. Yet Jesus Christ said, told Peter, upon this rock, when he's telling Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And he went on to tell us in Hebrew to bring ourselves into the body of Christ, to be there, forget not to assemble. And yet people think that as long as I can live a good life, I don't need the church. There are people like that that live today. Maybe you know some of them. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're that person who thinks as long as I live a good life, as long as I don't do anybody any wrong, well, I... I don't break any of man's laws. I try not, I try, I don't break any of God's laws. I try to do, but you know what? Have you ever had just a small, small little ill thought about anything at all? Yeah. Amen, right? No, that should be an old me. Listen, when that, that means you broke them all. 
You ever watch dominoes fall? A big line of dominoes? How do they fall? By just knocking one over. By just knocking one over and they all fall. Why? That's exactly the picture I want you to see today that this man was thinking that he could do. That he could live a life by saying, I'm going to keep the commandments. And listen, this man was prosperous. Today, so much of our society tries to gauge people by their prosperity, right? Oh, look at what this person's accumulated. Look at what that person, they try to gauge their life. But I think that man's prosperous. Or that woman has gained a great uh, a job. She's doing great things in her life. And that's not what God says is prosperous. This man, Jesus knew his heart. You here today, Jesus knows your heart. He knows your heart. Oh, my. He knows the secret things of your heart. He knows the things that you think no one else knows. They're like a flashing billboard. And that's what they were to this young man. Who said, I've kept them all. Jesus just brought out the flashing billboard. Okay. <laughs> Go give all you got to the poor. Um, come take up your cross and follow me. Bible said he went away grieved. For he went great procession. Grieved. Why? Because he wasn't willing to lay it all down for Christ. It's not how good you think you can live. It's that you gotta be willing to lay it all down. Lastly, the video clip that you saw this morning, a little while ago, about a man who was giving us the paraphrase of the story of Nicodemus, right? And in this story of Nicodemus, listen, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles except God be with him. Like he had just witnessed the day before when Jesus Christ cleansed the temple. Nobody would have been able to do that without the power of God behind them. Because they would have come upon you. But you know what the people saw in the temple? They saw their sin. And they saw the power of God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, it's not about saying, Well, I know how this person lived. And that's going to be what I take my defense on. That's how I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand on the hypocrite. And I'm going to point out the hypocrite. And I'm going to say, I'm better than the hypocrite. God's going to say, oh no, you're not. You're just as big as any. Or you're going to be the one who seems to have everything in life. And wants to do good and wants people to think they're doing good and wants people to think they're a man's man or a woman's woman. And yet, God knows you're far from Him. 
And maybe you're one who spent their life in the church. Maybe you're one who spent their life in the church every day, working in the church, trying to keep the law. Did you hear what he said? 613, and I kept them. Then under his breath, sort of. Why? Because we all want to think ourselves highly than we truly are. We all want to think we're better than we are. But yet God's Word says our best is this filthy rags. What you clean with, what you wipe the floor with, that's what you bring. He told Jesus, or Jesus told him, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, Romans 3 and 23 says, if you break God's law, there's a penalty. And it's death. For all of sin and come short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. Even in the Old Testament, the consequences of sin, something had to be put to death. Whether it was a turtle dove or whatever it might be, you brought it to the high priest and they would offer the blood as sacrifice. And guess what? You had to do it oh, oh, oh. See, it didn't take away the sin. You've got to realize that regardless of what you think, it's not about your, you know what? When you get pulled over and arrested by God, when God's blue lights come on, you, God, I didn't think I was speeding. You tell God, God, I didn't think I was doing any kind of wrong. You tell God that. That's what Nicodemus thought. Nicodemus thought, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. I was doing my best to keep every law that I possibly could. You know what it says in Romans 2 that I read? Jesus brought this about so that all the world may become guilty before God. All the world shall become guilty before God. Do you remember that time? I remember a time in my life when I was a young boy and a preacher was preaching. And I had been living on the coattail of a church family boy. A preacher's kid. I had been living on the coattail that I was okay. I was in church more than most people. But that Saturday night, I found that I was standing guilty. It wasn't what I had done. It wasn't what I had not done. It wasn't me trying to keep and do good. It was realizing that I could not be good enough. I could not keep all the laws enough. You realize what Nicodemus said? Nicodemus telling Jesus, I kept all these laws. All these laws and you come to make it so simple. So simple. You bring them all down to one. Love. 
You bring them down to love. It's not that we earned this love. It's that you gave us this love. For God so loved. Oh, that so loved. I wish I could go into 20 minutes on that, but so loved the world, you and I, that he gave. You did not earn it. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, Jesus Christ said, I didn't come to condemn these laws. I come to fulfill every one. You can't keep the laws in that Old Testament. But if you come to me, hide in my love. You come to me and ask for what I have. And by the way, you don't earn it. You won't work it. You won't gain it any other way, but it's a realize it's a gift. When you realize that that's the way, my friend, you get into heaven. It's the gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So you're here today. And may I say, in your heart today, in your mind, are you seeing the blue lights of God? They have pulled you aside and they want you to think just where you stand right now with Him. Where you stand right now. All these suppositions you've been thinking that you were going to stand upon has just been jerked out from under you. The only thing you can stand upon is God loves you enough that He sent His Son to die on a cross for you. That if you believe upon Him and live in His newness of life, you can have that everlasting life. We'll end with this. The greatest statement Satan can make to you is you've got plenty of time. The greatest statement Satan will make to you is not today. You've got plenty of time. But may I tell you, <laughs> you're guilty. You're guilty. God said the only way you can stand this judgment is come and let me pay your debt. Realize that I have taken upon that to pay. Would you come today as we stand? If you're here today, Nicodemus found it hard to imagine that it boiled down to simply the love of God. You always think I'm somewhere on a mountain top, but never think. You'd be amazed the places that I go to be with you where you are. So forget what you've heard, what you think that you know. There's a lot about me.
gavel in my hand. I'm only here to condemn. But let me tell you secrets you have never known. I think of you as my best friend. So much has been said. see each and every one of you here. Sun's not been a little while with the weather and stuff. We're so glad you're back. And just uh, keep on keeping on. Bow our heads. We'll be dismissed.